Today on Watching Your Wealth, tips for entrepreneurs. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Peter Lee is the founding partner of Summit Trail Advisors. Welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me. Peter, so all entrepreneurs want to grow, but you say to do it in a smart way. Tell us what you mean. Yeah, I think, um, you know, most entrepreneurs, you know, that I know and with whom I've worked over the time, you know, are extremely passionate about their ideas, their companies, their teams. And, and you know, growth is something all us entrepreneurs talk about all the time. But I think, um, you know, we also have to be measured in terms of um, how you grow, right? And for us uh, at our firm, you know, it's been kind of understanding, you know, where we really are differentiating, align, you know, identifying our core competencies, and then really focusing on, um, you know, that specific niche of the market, um, at least in the initial, you know, first couple um, years of the business. Because there's always, there's always opportunities to expand, there's always opportunities to grow, but I think, um, you know, one piece of advice I'll give to a lot about entrepreneurs is just really focus on, you know, doing one thing and one thing extremely well, mm. and then think about, you know, um, parallel wells, ways to grow um, the business alongside of those core companies. That's a great tip. Stick to your core, what you really know best, and, and nail mm-hmm. that. Um, another tip you said is focus on controlling expenses. I would imagine that's really important when you're starting out as well and throughout. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's easy to, um, you know, kind of rationalize, like, oh, well, this these are fixed costs, and, you know, they're one-time recurring costs, and, um, you know, it's easy to talk yourself into, you know, getting the, the nicest furniture or the right. office space or this or that. And, you know, that is important. Um, especially, you know, in the business that, that we are in. But at the same time, um, you know, being very vigilant about controlling expenses day one um, is important. You know, it's like uh, we talk about on the investing side of the world, you know, there, there are a few levers that are under one's control um, when you're investing money. Mm-hmm. Right? One of those levers we talk about a lot is fees, right, mm-hmm. and understanding the fees you're paying and you're, under, you're in control of, um, you know, choosing different structures to invest in and the fee structures around um, those investments and also taxes, right? Controlling the tax lever. So same thing, you know, when you're running a business, right? Some of the levers you can't control in the beginning um, are things like expenses, right? So um, while it, yeah, may be nice to, like I said, get the, you know, the fanciest leather chairs in your reception area, um, you know, maybe that's a day two expense and day one. It's, you know, the second fanciest level here. Right. Reception here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're going to have to replace them eventually anyway. Um, so tell me, um, speaking of investments, I'm wondering when you're an entrepreneur, should you look at your personal investments a different way? So meaning you have a bunch of risk in your business because you're, you own the thing. Should you scale back on the risk in your personal portfolio or does it depend? Yeah, I think the short answer would be it depends, right? I mean, every, everything we do with clients is is highly customized, you know, to that client and that family situation. But for the most part, um, I would say the answer is yes, right? You want we really try to look at um, you know families overall um, balance sheet, and you know when that comes to entrepreneurs, a large part of that balance sheet is going to be you know what they're doing with their company, right? And and most of our entrepreneurs. Uh, most of our clients who are entrepreneurs, you know, they're growing their companies much faster um, and also taking on a lot more risk than we would ever take in any investment that we're implementing for them, 
you know, in their portfolio. So that needs to be considered, right? And we, um, we really, you know, at the, at the start, try to break down the world in two buckets, um, what we call client's growth bucket, right, which is um, somewhat self-explanatory, but assets that are meant, you know, to grow your, your net worth and to grow your asset base. And, and a lot of times in the beginning, a large part of, part of that bucket is populated by um, things that entrepreneurs are doing on their own, such mm-hmm. as their businesses, such as other direct investments they're making in other startup companies. Um, then the second bucket we look at is, is more the preservation bucket, and that's really meant for you know, preserving the asset base, um, growing it in a very stable, um, predictable manner over time. So um, you know, getting the balance right between those two buckets is essential, um, and really looking at um, things like uh, you know, business ownership um, as part of that growth bucket mm-hmm. is important because otherwise things can you know, get out of whack pretty quickly absolutely managing risk yeah and i would want to say i think we should really emphasize the word you said balance because so often i hear entrepreneurs go to the extreme in investing so much of their personal money in cash or just having that money sit in cash because they feel that risk or they don't trust the stock market but they trust their business and so there's got to be a balance you want to be invested um to what's good for you but you also want to invest in your business so balancing those two is important Another point you brought out is choose your partners carefully. Tell us about that one. Yes. So I think, um, you know, whether it's uh, life partners or business partners on, <laughs> yeah. on both sides, yeah. you know, these are typically marriages, right? And mm-hmm. you know, when you're going to business with someone, um, it's going to be, um, I think about, you know, my relationship you know, that I share with my wife, who's, you know, my most important partner. But, it's you know, it's similar with business partner, right? There's going to be um, – extreme ups, extreme downs, good yeah. times, bad times, good markets, bad markets, and then you really need to make sure, um, you know, that you're aligning yourself with someone that you want to be um, in the trenches with, you know, not only in good times and not only at the, you know, the launch party and all the fun stuff, but really, you know, when you're um, muscling through harder decisions, right, and when you're, um, you know, growing your own business that's really tied to your own personal brand and putting your, your name on it, so to speak. Um, you really want to make sure that you know you're doing it with the right people and people you can trust and people that you're you know proud to call you know your partner. So, Indeed, I think uh, trust is the key word in that one as well. Yeah. Make sure you trust the other person, and you might also want to think about partnership insurance if that's right for you. Last quick tip: you said don't forget to sleep. That can be hard if you're uh, getting this business off the ground. Yes, yeah, especially when you're doing it with uh, three kids at home, like I was doing. <laughs> oh in, man, in the fourth coming this fall. Oh, but, wow. uh, no, I think uh, that, you know, getting, uh, whether it's, you know, talking to our entrepreneur clients, even our professional ethic clients, you know, one of the things I enjoy most about my job is our, our clients are all so passionate about, you know, what they're doing, whether it's, you know, playing a sport for a living or building a business. And um, and it's hard. I You know, I, when we launched our business, it, you know, I would come home after, you know, a you know, 15-hour day, you know, running through meetings in the office, get home and just be so fired up and excited about what was going on it literally was hard to get in bed and go to oh, sleep. Man. At night, you know? <laughs> um, so I think, you know, just reminding uh, our, uh, our, our friends that are, you know, just in those early stages when there's so much adrenaline going, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint and you have to, you know, treat yourself well, you have to treat your body well. Yep. And, you know, you're going to be, you know, um, sleeping, you know, six, seven, eight hours a day. So you're probably not going to be eight, but you know, even <laughs> six hours a night is going yep. to help, uh, help you perform at the, you know, the best of your abilities when you are on, when you are, you know, in front of opportunities to, to grow and build your business. Indeed. Thank you for the tips, Peter. Would you stick around and take our fun financial quiz? 
Sure, would love to. Great, you stick around too. Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Bee podcast, you are going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and wsj.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Now it's time for financial advisor Peter Lee to take our fun financial quiz. Peter, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best financial advice you ever heard? Best financial advice I ever heard is probably, you know, investing is, is more about people than numbers. And um, you need to always invest with people that you trust and mm-hmm. you believe in. Interesting. Worst financial advice? Worst financial advice I've ever heard is... Um, that's a tough one. I mean, I think uh, seen a lot of bad uh, bad deals before, and I think uh, you know, kind of uh, concentrating one's wealth, you know, too much in one single opportunity, one single deal is usually a, a recipe for for bad news. Good point. Fill in the blank. Money can buy. Money can buy fun. Yes, indeed. Money can't buy. Money can't buy happiness. Mm, very true. If you won a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? Um, I would probably invest it. All right. Spoken like a true financial advisor. I love it. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks again for having me. My pleasure. Do you have a wealth management or personal finance question you'd like us to address? Email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.